though is because y'all about to run me ragged. But that's why I love yes. y'all. Yep, I sure did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this reaches you, you're listening to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? What's going on? This is a very special episode uh, that I have today. Um, it's very, very special to me because I have both of my siblings on uh, because I didn't fucking know there was a thing called National Siblings Day. Apparently, that's just another motherfucking Hallmark day that we use as reason to post a picture of our siblings. But I love my siblings. I'm pretty sure you love them, too, um, even though you don't know who the fuck these motherfuckers are. But nah, man, I really wanted to get my brother and sister on and just talk about the ups and downs of being siblings and and uh, just uh, different experiences that we've had. And uh, so because I suck at introductions and introducing people, I'm going to let them step up to the mic and introduce themselves. So, I mean, y'all can go. Whichever one of y'all want to go first. What's good, y'all? It's Cameron Johnson on the mic. Coming it down from the 916 to the 615. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll check you out there. You want to you drop your IG name now or later? Okay. The IG name is D. That's T-H-E-E Cam K-A-M Johnson. Uh, you can hit me up at Twitter at underscore King Cam. That's K-V-N-G-K-A-M-M. The DMs are always open. So, um, God, chill out, bro. We'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, um, sis, go ahead. Uh, hi, I'm Cassidy Johnson. The DMs aren't always open. Good. Um, my Instagram at is. I don't. No, you good. You don't need. To, no, you need not drop your Instagram. I'm good. What? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. You're good. Okay. You're good. No, there's no need for you to drop your Instagram. Why? Because why do you need to drop your Instagram? What you you like camera drop his I did like camera. exactly what we talked about being siblings. Being siblings, exactly. Because there's different rules that go for my brother than it goes for my sister. You already know that. I'm about to be grown. You about to be grown. So why can't I drop my Instagram? Man? Because you about to be grown. You're not fully grown. You about to be grown. And I ain't got time for you with that. Anyways, maybe or maybe I might put your Instagram in the bio. All right? Forget if it's in the bio. I want to say it myself. I'll think about letting you say your Instagram name later, all right? Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, y'all, as, as you already can see, I have my siblings on this episode. Um, yeah, man, I just thought that it'd be cool to just bring both of these big-headed motherfuckers onto the show. Uh, yeah, big-headed. Uh, <laughs> and bring both of them on the show. I I, uh, I am the oldest. I'm the oldest of three. Um, I. That being said, I'm 10 years older than my sister. Uh, that's why I won't let her drop her Instagram because she's basically my daughter. And then I'm seven years older than my brother, which in that nigga's eyes basically just makes me an old head, like someone who's just an old heart, old fart, I bet. But yeah, uh, today's episode will be about, you know, siblings. And, uh, like I said, the interactions that we have coming up together, because I think we all can agree on this. Um, just because you're raised in the same household with the same parents does not mean you have the same outlook on life. Would you guys agree with that? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, because so many things play a different part in you just your upbringing, you know, as far as just, uh, you know, the age gap, what time period you fucking knew your parents in or your parents were when they had you like mom and dad were super young when I was born and they weren't old when my brother was born, but they weren't the youngest. And then when my sister was born, they were pretty, you know, well into their 30s. So it was a whole different timeline. 
Uh, so yeah, man, today's episode is be about my siblings. My brother and I came up with the uh, title of the episode. Um, so I hope y'all like it. It's uh, called Thank You for Not Pulling Out, um, the siblings edition. Uh, with all that being said, uh, we're almost four minutes into this episode. I ain't asked y'all what we're eating because I'm not fucking hungry, but I will ask you to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast because I'm fucking, I need it. I want it. Please do it for me or don't. It's fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, man, as a sibling, I am the oldest. I said this. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Being the oldest comes with many ups and downs, man. But before I even get into that, I'm going to ask uh, both of you guys, Cameron, you are the middle child. So I'll let you go first. Um, what's it, what's it like being the middle sibling in general? Like, what's it like? Well, I can say from my experience, you have your first child is usually, you know, you're just stepping into parenthood and seeing is like nowadays, most kids are like having their children pretty early or, you know, maybe they're made out of wedlock, you know, that's no punch against those who like have their children out of like wedlock they don't really know what they're going into straight into parenthood and by the time you get into your second child you can do what you didn't what hadn't worked out with your first child with your second child which is why sometimes you see oh well you might be harder on your second one because you didn't really know what you were doing with your first one you know you were just a child yourself uh you know just having that one um so being the second it can be kind of an experience, you know, and that depends on how like your you know household is divided. Maybe you're the second, you know, of 10, you know, being, you know, our own mother is the youngest of eight. You know, it, it, it could be it varies in many ways. But definitely I always like to call the second child the the test dummy, because whatever didn't work the first time, you're definitely going to try the second time around. Like most people say, like, well, I know better next time. And, you know, usually that's where your second child comes in. Okay. All right. Um, all right. With that being said, uh, and that's a great perspective on that. I do agree. You don't know what you don't know the first time around. And so when it comes to the second time around, you're kind of like maybe, maybe a little bit like, no, I wouldn't say like a daisy. You're definitely not. You're probably, probably a little bit more lenient with the second child, or you can probably be harder with the second child, depending on like what you fucked up on with the first. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely there because it could go either or way. Um, there really is no right or wrong to each his own. You can't say, well, I was harder on, you know, my second because, you know, when I was lenient on my first and I was just kind of laying back, it didn't work. Or maybe I was kind of lenient on my second because I was harder on my first child and I wanted to see, you know, the way my different parenting styles would work. You know, to each really is its own. Um, I can say in my own experience, I had it easier in the beginning until, you know, they were like, you know what, let's try something different. And then I had to look at my life holistically. Try something different, like how? Try something that, like, I see the way, well, we got the same parents, go figure. But, you know, like the way... I interact with, you know, people the way you interact with people growing up, um, just the way, um, you know, mom and dad kind of hovered over you. They hovered over me a little bit differently. So you think they were like maybe a little bit more hands off because you were the second child? Uh, Initially. Mm -hmm. uh, But then again, that's just them initially kind of like laid back but as the years kind of went on they kind of got more 
in depth and more hands on. And then, you know, now I'm, you know, in my early 20s, I'm at 21 now. So now they've kind of taken a step back and given me that chance on, you know, life that I was kind of withheld back in, you know, my early to late teens. Mm. Yeah, no, I can I can understand that. Uh, sis, uh, you are about to graduate high school. Well, virtually graduate high school because of this yeah. bitch ass Corona. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but you are the youngest. And so what you say with your experience being the youngest, um, you know, what's what's it like being the youngest child? You're you're the youngest and you're youngest and the only girl. So you have two older brothers. Does that make a difference? I think that. It makes a difference that I'm the youngest and I'm the girl because mm. they had already raised two boys, but they never raised a girl and I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. So there's like, obviously the men outweigh the women in the household. So <laughs> I have three men, my dad, my brothers, and then just me and my mom. So I think me being raised, it was like, they knew how to raise a kid, mm-hmm. but they had to learn how to raise a kid, but not just a boy, but a girl. Mm. So it may have been a little different. Yeah. Especially because I'm the only girl. Yeah. And I had to deal with three men. <laughs> so. Put that out there again. So do you think it was easier being the youngest, harder being the youngest, or was it just like it, it was it was no big deal being the youngest? I think that it was easier being the youngest because I think I had way I had two people to look at what they did. Mm-hmm. So I knew where to go, where not to go. But then <laughs> there were some hard points. Oh, really? What were the hard parts about being the youngest? Like, Having- being the youngest, so then your brothers be finessing you. <laughs> and you get whooped because of them, because they try to do certain things, and they tell you, don't tell mom. And then now you're getting whooped. Oh, my God. So the dirty laundry comes out. I think, if I'm correct, that story goes... With the phone. Okay, yes. with the phone. And okay. I got whooped because of the middle child. So basically, I didn't do nothing, but mom whooped me because I knew what she did. I didn't go tell her because Cameron gave me a piece of candy <laughs> not to tell. So, so it wasn't a piece of candy, it was five dollars, and you still told okay, yeah, because I was trying to get out the whooping. Well, you got whooped anyway. Sorry, yeah, because well, Cam, you went to jail, and that's and- why I snitched from this day on. Well, as you get, as you guys can see, we are actually real siblings here. Um, my brother once took one of my mother's. My, my brother took my took yeah. My my brother took my mother's iPhone 3GS. So that timetable's how long ago this was. I think he was like in the fifth or sixth grade. I think he was in the sixth grade. He took her phone and he gave it to his friend. Did you give it to him or did you trade it to him? So like she had bought the new phone, right? But she had just she like we didn't throw the phone, so we can't really throw the phone away. And so I had had it and then the friend like was like propositioning me to like hand it over because he had a game I wanted. And I like I really wanted the game. I didn't have money. I I'm like I'm in this I don't, I don't really have a way to accumulate income. Yeah you're in sixth grade. In like in sixth grade. So I was like and it was just a thing to trade things in the house yeah. where I was from. Um and so I was like, sure, I'll give you the phone for it. Cause like everybody else had like mom had just bought me a phone, but he was a year behind me. So his like grandma hadn't bought him a phone just yet. And I was like, yeah, you know, my mom, she's got that new iPhone 4. Yeah, she doesn't even use it anymore. And then I gave it. And then she was looking for it one day because she needed some like old pictures. And this is before the cloud and stuff. So if you wanted old pictures, you know, you had to go 
and like download them mugs off the old phone. It was mm-hmm. this whole cumbersome process. Yeah. And then me, my ass just sitting there, like I know where the phone is, but I'm just going, you know, just I'll maybe one day I'll go sneak into this house and go steal the phone back and then like act like it never happened. Then she's like, Where'd the phone go? I know y'all know where where it went. And I just, you know, sat there like I didn't know nothing. And she was like, Okay, so the phone need to appear in the next five minutes. Somebody asked getting beat. <laughs> we like, I think I can find it. I'm like, I'll be let's let me go outside. I'll be right back. And then she's like, Why are you going outside? And then, you know, Cassie, you know, she is prone to just can't Snitching, yeah, snitching. yeah. I'm our sisters are great at snitching. Benedict Arnold at its best, I yeah. guess. So, in essence, long story short, my brother gave his friend our mother's phone without her permission, and then at the time, our I don't know six or seven year old sister. He's like eleven. She's like fucking six or seven. He she says he bribed her with a piece of candy. He says he bribed her with five bucks to be quiet and don't tell mom. And obviously, when our mother found out, both of them got their ass whooped. And that's sibling love, bro. Come on, dog. Like, who else do you go down with like that? That's when you when you have siblings, you learn very early if you're going to be a ride or die or a ride and cry. You know, the ride or dies are just going to be like, hey, man, we're in this together. We're, you know, bad boys for life. The ride and cry is like soon as mom starts yelling. And this goes for anybody. As soon as your mother starts yelling, that sibling starts crying. And they want to just snitch on everybody. And some of you motherfuckers are the ride and cry type. Some of you motherfuckers, I would not steal a piece of sea salt candy out of a fucking sampler session. Because you niggas will fucking tell in a quickness. But I don't blame you. I don't blame you, sis, for telling. Because I'm not going to lie. Ass whoopings were not my thing. I hated getting ass whoopings when Especially I was a kid. Especially by our mom. You know? When it came to dad, it was different. He took it easy. Well, that's it's because on, on you. Exactly. That's the benefit of being a girl. Because dad took the easy route on whooping your ass. I don't remember my ass whooping from my dad being easy. I remember both of them hurting. And matter of fact, I knew my parents in their 20s. So when one whooped your ass, the other one whooped your ass. And it was just like a, you know, uh, whooping ass party, you know, like a whooping house off, you know, a fucking telethon on who could whoop your ass better. I don't know. I think they were competing back then. But uh, okay. So you, neither one of you would say, well, let me ask you, would either one of you trade? your positioning like would you would, did you ever want to be the older sibling or the younger sibling or you know or were you just cool with where you were i wouldn't trade mine because now well not anymore because you know corona so everybody's in the house but before i was the only one in the house through mm. whatever mm. i don't think i had as many rules as they had especially kj because he was the experiment my god yeah definitely i don't think like I asked, I'm finna go out with a friend. You don't know what I'm finna do, but they nope. let me go. Yep. But if KJ said, I'm finna go out with a friend at 11 o'clock, <sighs> you ain't taking, you ain't going nowhere. It'd be, you ain't going it'd be, nowhere. It'd be fucking 21 questions, Nate Dog and 50 Cent. Just like, who you going with? Where are you going? What part of town are you staying in? Whose mom's going to be there? I'm like, I'm fucking 25 years old. Like, what the fuck are you asking me this question for? I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, no, it was definitely what it was like. What about you, Cam? Well, pre-corona. You know, I was in college and, you know, I was kind of on my own. So nobody was telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was everything was fine. Now that I'm back in the house, I can safely I will still keep my positioning because mm-hmm. looking at it uh, in retrospect, <laughs> I like that, you know, there was one person taking the heat before it got to me. 
and then it just goes down like the meter, like, and then it just go down to what the dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't think I would trade my positioning. I can remember times where I had like the game of 21 questions because it wasn't really letting up just yet. <laughs> I can say, like, I can look at it, I can see, like, when I call Cassidy, I'll be like, well, yeah, how did this time of the night? And, you know, we're two hours ahead on a two hour time difference. So even when I'm calling and checking up on her, I'm like, well, what is you out at? 11 p.m. doing with friends. I know I was back. I'm asleep at 10.30, so <laughs> ain't no way in hell. I'm out at no 11 p.m. talking about I'm at the skating rink with, you know, Tom, Dick, and Stanley. So. Yeah, let's just leave Dick out of this, especially when it comes to referring to my sister. Um, <laughs> uh, I, myself, personally, to answer all my questions, uh, I know that being the oldest is definitely everything but the fucking easiest. Dude, you're thrusting basically being a fucking responsible parent. And that's like, no, it's not a diss. It's just, you are, you know, you're the oldest. Why did you let your brother do that? Why did you let your sister do that? Where's your brother? Where's your sister? I don't fucking uh, when know. Yeah. When camera broke the TV sidebar guy story, my brother once took a pool table ball and threw it at the fucking big screen television. Now I must admit he was three. I also must admit that I did allow him to run around the house and chase me with the pool table ball. And he threw it at the television, but I also must admit I got four ass whoopings in one day for that big screen television. If you guys don't remember what a big screen TV is, you're too fucking young to be watching my fuck listening to my fucking show. But if you remember a big screen television, that was what we watched um, television on before plasma TVs came out. But yeah, no dude, it, it, bro, it was, it was shit. the oldest fuck. At times, I fucking hated it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I fucking hated it. But I will say it was one of the best, if not the best experience I ever got in my life because it taught me a lot of responsibility, a lot of, um, it taught me to grow up really fast. And it also taught me to grow up also means to take, you know, to take, you know, initiative on things that were not my quote unquote problem. Just because it didn't it didn't have anything to do with me didn't mean that I didn't need to put my nose in it. So that makes sense, man. Uh, another thing, I won't have y'all for long because I know y'all bad and bougie bitches, both of y'all, especially you, Cassidy, which are 2,000 followers on Instagram. Um, now, I'm going to dive into something real quickly that may need a little bit of clarification and a little bit of backstory on it. All three of us, obviously, as we said, we all three have the same mom and dad. Um, have all lived with each other, um, each one of our lives. I mean, there's been time periods when I didn't live with my parents, and then obviously Cameron went off to college. But Cassidy, obviously, she's been here the whole time because she hasn't went off to school yet. So, with that being stated, for as far as I can remember, we've lived in decent, decent neighborhoods, and I'll break this down. Um, you best way to describe it is a suburbia, suburban uh, household. A suburban household with a household of kids, there are actually from both parents, not half brother, half sister, whatever, and um, thoroughly educated. One would state that we are basically whitewashed. I'm sure you guys have heard that term before. Too many times. Too many fucking times, right? So would you guys think as, um, as black children, black people, and now becoming black adults, you were you missed out on uh, having a quote unquote 
a real black experience because you lived in the suburbs and you didn't go to school with mostly black people? Do you feel like at, the, at times you're less than what authentic black is? I think that I think that I at some points when I was younger, I missed out on being in like authentic black. But now, like in high school that I think about it, you say we were raised in the suburbs, but our parents wasn't from the suburbs. <laughs> and they always they favor line. I'm from the hood. Don't. <laughs> so. I think that don't get it twisted. Don't yeah. let these nice clothes confuse you. Don't let this education confuse you. Don't let any of this confuse you. I will fuck you up. That's basically, you know, that's not their first line, but if they have to get there, if they have to get there. So I don't think people, I think they see the outside looking in mm-hmm. that once that, but my friends can tell you or anybody can vouch. If they come in this house, they see that it's nowhere near whitewashed. No, so. most definitely not. There's a, Ain't nothing but uh, shea butter and gunshots going on up in here. <laughs> nah, just kidding. What about you, Cameron? I think a lot of people get confused when, you know, they hear our vernaculars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe we lack, you know, a little twang in the tongue. You know, we don't really roll our R's or, you know, miss syllables or things like that. But they get that mixed up with authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like Cassidy just said, yeah. even though we're not living in black neighborhoods, yeah, quote unquote. our parents are black as they come. Mm-hmm. And when did it come down to, I needed A, B, C, and D. And then we come with like, oh, I'm going to jack your black card. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, well, excuse you. Yeah. Well, he, he, hell, I didn't know I needed to have a checkoff list. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. Use no like euphemisms or say like, oh, I needed to, you know. Well, you know what it is. It's like, it's like, you know, I, for one, can say that you do get looked at sideways slightly. People are like, what? You don't play 2K? What? You don't, you know, I don't know. Like, whatever fucking silly analogy you can use for what makes you blacker. Um, people definitely have a, a view or a way to try to bring it down with uh, with it. Um, it's one of those things where you just have to you have to be centered and you have to remember to love yourself and remember who you are and things like that. But yeah, it does get frustrating. It gets very frustrating because you know, because every single one of us sitting here, we're one hundred percent African American. I mean, obviously, whatever's mixed in there because nobody's 100% anything, right? But it's not a place or a space where we're we're, you know, we, (laughs) I will say we were never, ever, ever quote-unquote black enough to be quote-unquote what people considered urban or ghetto, but then we were never ever the type to be like, you know what? Debunk my blackness. I'm, you know, I live in the suburbs and this is just how things roll. Like, no, it was, I think for the most part, we were always, because we were raised by the parents we were raised by and we we're from, well, most of us, Cassidy's from Utah, technically. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but because we're from the city that we're from and our parents took us back there to visit and kept us very ingrained in, you know, where we came from, it was not like we ever lost sight of like, okay, it's great living in the suburbs. It's great living under the roof with your mom and your dad. But this is not the fucking reality for most of my friends. 
matter of fact, this is not the most this reality for most people. So it's definitely, I would say, you guys. No, exactly. Not even just blacks. It's not. It's not the reality for uh, whites, whites, Mexicans, Asians, and so it's just at that point, it's not even about authentic, authentic black. It's just all about like what you think is the um, standard of what a family makeup should look like. So yeah, now I, I I figure you guys have experienced that. Has it ever played a psyche? Um, right before we go to break, has it ever played us? You know, have you ever wished? on yourself that maybe your upbringing was different. Maybe you didn't live in the suburbs. Like you ever wish that you lived in a worse neighborhood so you could get along better with people or were you always just fine with the idea of like, this is where I stay. This is what I was born into. I love this. You know what? Um, my favorite episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mm-hmm. is um, the, the Rush episode where, you know, Will explain and, what that is. They don't know. Uh, Will and Carlton. So anybody who's like Greek out there um, in the Greek world, uh, they're basically rushing a fraternity and then Carlton's like basically being called a fake or a sellout because, mm-hmm. you know, he had a better upbringing and Will could get down. You know, he was urban. He was from Philadelphia, yeah. you know, in opposed to Carlton, who mm-hmm. was much more on the prep side. You know, he was very well spoken. They saw him as, you know, fraudulent. Yeah. And going to college, going to an HBCU, even on that front, I don't know if you ever want to like talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I was kind of afraid of was, okay, these people are solely different. And you said, were we ever, did that play on my psyche? Yeah, for a minute, I can definitely say my first semester, it was an adjustment because we had a conversation earlier. Uh, the reason people don't like things is because they don't understand, don't understand things. Um, and so when you're coming in that new space, you know, the college in itself, you know, I'm coming, meeting people from, you know, either Memphis, Chicago, Georgia, uh, all in between. It's a, a settling moment. And definitely you're trying to make this new home your home. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get so settled back into what we're comfortable to that we can't adjust to this new um, formation we're in. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes sense, dude, because you went off to a HPCU and initially I went off to a school that was definitely didn't have any black people. Um, and so it, it is a it's, it is a tale of trying to figure out how you're going to fit in with uh, people of different backgrounds and cultures. Um, before we go to break, Cassidy, uh, can you answer that question? I would say I wouldn't wish that I was raised in a different for like to protect this different neighborhood, anything. Because like I said before, even though we weren't raised in that neighborhood, it was basically the same as if like not all the same, obviously, because there's there's different things they go through than what we go through. Mm-hmm. But we still like we still have like a like you said, they took us back to where they were from. Mm-hmm. So we still have an idea of what that would be like if we were to live there. Sometimes I do think like how would life be if if our parents didn't work this hard to get where they are today. Mm-hmm. And if we were like where other people were, like the non-suburbs, but I never thought that I wish I could change it for somebody else. Cause I mean, yeah, no, I think that's that citing. We all grow through cultural shocks, you know, I'm the oldest of the three. So, and our family moved around a lot just to give us a breakdown in 2002, 
me and my family and I at the time, it was just my mom, my dad, me and my brother, because my sister hadn't been born yet. My mother was pregnant with my my uh, sister that year. But in 2002, we moved from Memphis, Tennessee, a place we'd only known our whole life, to Utah, fucking Ogden, Utah. Actually, we moved to Clearfield, Utah first, and then Ogden, Utah. And that was a fucking culture shock. I had never seen anything like that in my life. And then from there, we moved to Louisiana. Again, another culture shock, but kind of similar to what I was expecting when I used to live in Tennessee. And from there, uh, in 2006, we moved to California. That's where we've been the majority of our lives. It's where basically both my siblings were raised, uh, where I spent my high school years. So I spent a lot of formative years here. So I myself, I do remember feeling like, man, I'm so I'm so happy with my upbringing living in multiple different places because I can talk about multiple different things. Um, and that's no shot at people who stay in the same place. But you don't know what you don't know until you know it, you know. And you will never know what it's like to actually expand your horizon until you get the fuck out of your city. Um, so with that, man, we're going to take a quick break and um, pay some bills, pay some bills. I'm going to ask my siblings maybe, you know, one or two more questions. And I'm going to wrap it up because my brother is always busy. This nigga's out here, out here running for student. What's it? Student Biden president? Or something? President. I don't know what the fuck it is. is Student that, Government Association. Okay. President. Student Government Association president. Whatever the fuck that means. Listen, guys, I'm not the breaking act in the family. And my sister, well, she's she's an up and coming um, Instagram model. So we're going to fucking take a break and uh, we're going to come back. All right. All right, y'all. And we back. So as we get into uh, our final portion of the segment, um, I want to ask you both. Um, obviously, we're siblings. That means we are children of someone <laughs> and uh being as we are siblings it always dawns on me sometimes and i i like to call my brother and my sister the best form of birth control these little motherfuckers right here i love them to death i do i, I love them but i don't want to have no kids that don't mean i ain't gonna have them but i don't want to have them and if i do have them that don't mean i won't love them either because I already raised my kids once. But <laughs> um, as I sit here and I think about my my unwillingness to shoot up a dance club because I'm an older brother, uh, can you, two, either one of y'all, explain to me, with being a sibling, did it, you know, did it make you want to have children? Or were you like, fuck that? No, I grew up with siblings. I don't want to deal with kids whatsoever. Either one of y'all can go. I think being a sibling made me want to have kids because I'm the youngest sibling, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to worry about raising a sibling. Mm-hmm. I was a sibling being raised. I've always like, Mom and Dad, have another kid, have another kid. Sure did. They never had another kid, by the way. Good. But, man, I'm wishing they had another kid. I'm so glad they fucking didn't. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, I love both y'all, but I, a fourth one of us. But what if it was another girl and it would been even? But what would that... You're a handful as it is. Do you think you could have dealt with yourself? Yep. I would have raised her up to be just like me. Okay. Because that would have been a girl. That that would have been a rip in the fucking universe if they would have raised another Cassidy. Not to say you're not a great girl. It's just that you, girl, you're way too petty and uh, and selfish. You would have, you probably would have got mad at her from stealing your mascara or whatever the fuck that shit is. I don't even know if that's a... And shows how much I know. But okay, so you wanted you wanted you want children because you were the youngest, you think? Yeah, because I didn't have 
to worry about changing a diaper because you changed my diaper. I changed hella your diapers. Yeah, I never had to change no diaper. Yes, I wiped your ass multiple times. Never had to be like, come on, come on, come to the restroom. Yeah, you peed on yourself while I'm changing you. Yep. You had to put me in the bath. Put you in the bath. I had to fucking feed you. I remember days where, you know, mom and dad were either fucking out and about. So you would, you know, I'd have to put you to bed and here you wake up two to three hours later crying at the top of your lungs for no fucking reason. Yeah, I remember. I that. Oh, yeah, you definitely like to eat. But with all that, I think I definitely give you the most credit. I mean, eh, nah, no, I don't. The most credit goes to Cameron. Cameron definitely was the, the ceiling of the deal that this this kid thing is is not the fucking bee's knees. Like, my sister was one of those babies where it was like, oh, okay, this may be cool, but I don't know. My brother was like, this is cool, but fuck, this is work. Yeah, so I'm going to let him give his side of the story. Um, as, you know, I'm sure he's will, he's, he's he's just been sitting here waiting to speak. I'm just going to say, I'm going to take one from Kim Kardashian here and oh, say God. I feel absolutely attacked <laughs> out of all that y'all said today. That y'all just tried to paint me out as this monster. I'm an angel child, and all my friends can tell you. You an angel child? Okay, you gonna, peed on I'm, my cousin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See, that, that's another thing. And then every story keeps going back to me. Y'all ain't said none of the good things I've done. All I'm thing is just been y'all peed on somebody. You stole the phone. You got me a whooping. Okay. Uh, our, what the hell? Our brother um, once... Um, if you you've ever seen the um, the Scooby Doo movie came out, I think like in the early two thousands, uh, my brother was very enamored with that movie. He really much liked it, and uh, I can remember it like it was yesterday. A cousin of ours, uh, Nunu, as I'm saying, not his real fucking name. We don't use real names around here. Uh, he and I were playing two K two. That's that's two K two. Yeah, I know. I laugh at that. Don't you think that's fucking funny? I'm old enough to remember when. 2K was in its single digits. Actually, I'm old enough to remember when 2K was just 2K. But there was no K. No, no, no. It was NBA 2K. That was literally what it was called. Because there was no fouls. Yeah, it was just 2K. Yeah. I can remember NBA 2K1. But anyways, uh, my cousin Nunu and I are fucking playing 2K2. And my brother at the time, he's like three. This is the same summer, by the way. He threw the pool table ball at the big screen television. He is talking to me who is I'm 10. My cousin knew at the time he's like 14, 15 and he's three. And he's talking to us about the Scooby-Doo movie. He's like the Scooby-Doo movie. And we're like, yeah, cool. Whatever, bro. Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, whatever, dude. And we're like playing 2k. And my brother proceeds to say, yeah, in the Scooby-Doo movie, he's crappy dude on her. And we're like, whatever, bro, whatever that means. It's fucking cool. I mean, he's three, you know, three-year-olds say the darnest things. Anyways, he looks at us and he, I guess he realizes we're not paying attention to him and we're not giving him the attention that he feels he deserves. My brother stands up. And again, if you've seen this movie, you know, Scrappy Doo does this. Scrappy Doo pees on Velma. Was it? Daphne. Daphne. Oh, my bad. Oh, it was Daphne. On Velma. I've watched enough adult videos when people have peed on Velma, but I digress. My brother takes his three-year-old penis out and he pisses on our cousin's back. I would love to ask you why you did it, but I'm sure you don't know why you did it. So I'm just going to sit back and say, see, that's the type of shit I'm talking about when it comes to why I don't want children. I mean, it was thoroughly fucking funny. I'm not going to lie. My cousin, I, my I cousin. I don't believe that I did it. I, I don't think I, 
I keep hearing the story, but I don't, I don't, I, I'm like Whitney said, I, I want to see the receipts. I need to see how it happened. Yep. That to the pool table ball, I do vividly remember the pool table ball yeah. because y'all ain't told to hold the hole, so y'all locked the door on. We're not, we're not going to get into all that. Here's, yeah. here's so the, here's the, so here's the, y'all always leaving pieces out of the damn here's, store. Here's the receipts. The receipts are I fucking saw it. I saw you pee on our cousin's back. But, you know, that's, hey, again, he was three, and it wasn't like a fetish thing. It wasn't like my cousin enjoyed it. It okay, wasn't like Linda Tripp. It was, you, have, it, you have the voicemails? We don't, we don't know who the fuck Linda Tripp is on this show. My people don't watch the news or read the radio. You heard what I just said? Yeah, exactly. I was in re- I was in um, resource classes. Anyways, um, it, it was cool. It, it was cool. I have to throw it out there. My cousin got up. He didn't let it happen, let it finish. He didn't allow him to R. Kelly him. He got up. My brother, I'm sure, finished on my carpet, and that was what it was, you know. Yeah, my carpet. It was in my room. This is how you know we're, you know, how we're actually real siblings because it's nothing but side fucking comments and people getting smart with each other. But whatever. I mean, I wouldn't be. What was that? I was just thinking about some food. You're thinking about food at fucking ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Don't I, I don't even want to hear about it. We can talk about it off air. All right. Well, let me just ask them a question. Okay. You want to ask who the people? The people. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So most of y'all probably not working. You know, you stuck at home. <laughs> but I know you guys got to get up for a job. But if you have a, anybody little that lives in your house, don't they wake up at twelve? So they really only eat one time or two times, and they only eat little snacks. So since we're stuck in this house, we get bored and be craving some foods. Tell me you don't. If you have comments on here, leave it in the comments. And that's the just the type of Generation Z bullshit I'm talking about. First off, who gets up at 12 in the goddamn morning? I can you mean afternoon. So get it right if you're going to get it out. In the afternoon, in the morning, I don't give a damn. You don't need to be sitting in no bed that damn long. I don't go to sleep. Idle time, time is the devil's time. Idle time is the devil's time, okay? Get your ass up and hurry up. What time I got? Saying. They took away my school year, so I don't got to get up. They took away t- t- my. I still go to school. Yeah, you still go to school. I do. Still go to school. So when they start my school back up, I'll get back up. Even if I wasn't in school, I would get up. What is oh, you doing? Well, that's good for you because you've always been the one to get up, and I've always been exactly. the one to sleep in. See, that's why Mama had to cut you out of her stomach because you slept in there because you were sitting there like a slump <laughs> on the wall. Your so now you're telling Mama's a oh, C-section. Okay, all right. I, you did not need to put my mother's C-section on my show, but yeah, my. My mother had a C-section. Don't ever my- come to me about the C-section because we already know you're the one that almost killed her. Okay, well, that, you, see, that was- is a different sort of fact. No, it's not. Because <laughs> it is a, I'm going to use my Wikipedia Facebook facts like everybody else on social media and know that the disproportionate amount of black women that do not get the proper medication they need in the hospital. Are you when playing with this on medication right now? Yeah, you killed mom because <laughs> your head was too fucking big. Yeah, you know, your head was you too. You weren't supposed to be here, damn it. Yeah, I was the fucking mistake of the family. Exactly. I was literally the child that my you parents. You were the adolescent nut that got away. I was most definitely. My father and my mother were like, "Hey, we're fucking, we're fucking raw," and I don't know what and who and where. But that's why this episode is called Thanks for Not Pulling Out, because obviously my dad was like, you know, this is what I'm doing here. This is what's going to happen. And Lord behold. Yeah. And I have our dad's name. Um, And Lord behold, I am here 
Um, and I was definitely in the mistake. <laughs> There's no ifs, if, ands, and buts about it. But you guys heard that quarrel? Did you hear that beef? That shows we're really fucking siblings, dude. That's that's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. So as I close this episode out, um, one of the things I will say is, uh, Cameron and Cassie, I love you both. Uh, I don't say that often because I'm not a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I am definitely a simp. A bird. I am a bird as well. And got any other terms for me, guys? Huh? As I try to get sentimental with you guys on this show, or anyways, yes, you can. But anyways, um, I will say this: uh, I know a lot of people either don't get along with their siblings or have something bad to say about their siblings. Uh, as my sister just flips my brother off, uh, <laughs> and I have to say this: it's not every day that I get along with my brother and sister. Actually, I would say for the majority of the time period, up until when we all kind of came up in age, as we got older, most of the time we didn't get along. I mean, that was fucking normal for us not to get along. Um, And I think nothing was bad about that. It was just, you know, five of us in the house, fucking, you know, someone who's 10 years older than you telling you what to do just seems like authority figure. Your younger sister telling you what to do, you don't want to fucking hear that. Your older brother's telling you what to do, like, okay, like, it's old. But I have to say this, um, your siblings are just like humans, bro. They're just like your coworkers or just like people you meet out on the street. Um, They, too, you know, eat, sleep, drink, need the attention and, you know, fairness um, that you give other people. Just because they're their siblings doesn't mean you have to undercut them. And also just because they're siblings doesn't mean you don't have to understand that, you know, you may just not get along with that motherfucker. <laughs> it may just not work out. And so I, I have to say that, that, you know, love your people, you know, hug your people um, and just kind of go from there. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add on before we close out this episode? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Don't yeah. forget to add. Can I drop mine? Um, Cameron, go ahead and drop your Instagram again. Uh, at the oh. Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, hit me up. First 25. First. How many more I need? We're 15 followers. I'm sending $50 on Cash App because I'm using $50, $50 on Cash App with my Trump money. And I mean it. <laughs> Not going to lie. I'm definitely looking forward to um, actually seeing that money in my bank account, but I have no idea. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to get one because we don't need you buying any more Fashion Nova outfits. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask about it. So, no, I'm not buying you shit with that money. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, no, I'm not buying you anything. Um, Do you want to really drop your IG? It's cool. I'm I'm good over here. Oh, you good over here? Yeah, it's good. I wasn't gonna let you drop it anyways. I need one. That's why I said it. I'll put what you in the bio though. So what's the difference? Because I don't want my sister dropping her IG. Just go ahead, and drop the IG. It's cool. Now that you want me to drop it, I want to drop it. Exactly. Say it like a fucking a teenager. That's exactly why I didn't let you do it in the first place. So you're not even getting dropped in the bio now. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna close this episode out, man. It was it was really fun doing this episode with my brother and my sister. Um, these little motherfuckers. Get on my nerves, but I love them dearly. Dearly, sorry, dearly. It's fucking. It's been. Do TikToks in your free time? Not doing any TikToks. Um, Cameron and Cassidy, thank you so very much for being here today. Pleasure. I know you motherfuckers aren't going anywhere because we're all shut in. <laughs> so I hope uh, you all listening just enjoy this. 
Uh, you listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 please remember to allow peace to kill the evil that is trying to come from within you. And until next time, y'all, I'm out. <laughs>